Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. You're a couple, an interracial couple coming out of downtown. You're thinking about getting something to eat. There's thousands of kids in the street and they're angry, all of a sudden they attack you. And they pound you, and they beat you, and they scream, and you hear the, the girls among them screaming for your blood. They're screaming so viciously and loud. You're in Chicago. This happened last week. And the couple was on the ground being beaten, the white woman, the black man from Maywood, white woman from Carolina, and they were overwhelmed. Some good people tried to stop cops, and the cops wouldn't stop. And you know why they wouldn't stop? Because they knew that if they got out of their car and did something about what was happening, they were, it would, things would escalate. For example, if they get got out of their car and pulled their gun, their poli- their boss would have them fired. If they shot somebody, shot in the air, warning shot to move the crowd back, the the mayor-elect would be screaming bloody murder, and so would the rest of them. They had their fingers, the aldermen and political leaders were wagging their fingers at these cops. But how can you wag your fingers at cops when they're trying to fire the police officer who shot Adam Toledo and didn't have a choice when the 13-year-old wannabe gangbanger, Latin King gangbanger, had been shooting at cars on 26th Street. And then when he was chased by a police officer, he threw the gun away, but whirled and turned as if he had one, giving the police officer no choice. And now Eric Carter, the first deputy demanding to fire him. Perfect example of a sleazy political operative. It's my opinion you're sleazy because every cop knows what you did at Aleph French's funeral. Every police officer knows what you did. Every paramedic knows what you did. You didn't want the honor guard to honor her when she was being brought to the morgue. And we all know it. And all these aldermen shaking their fingers now at these police officers who didn't get, why didn't they get out of their car? Why didn't they do something? If they had done something, the same politicians would be screaming for their blood, screaming for their heads, screaming for their job, screaming for their freedom, wanting to send them to jail. This is what Chicago has come to. Chicago is run by leftist, hard leftist politicians like Tony Preckwinkle, who elected Brandon Johnson. But Corey Brooks, the founder of New Beginnings Church and Project Hood, who's our guest today, thinks that maybe we should try to help some of the children who don't want to go down the road of the thugs and feral gangsters that are out there. He wants to do the Christian thing and provide leadership, 
and provide structure. And he'll be our guest today on the Chicago Way podcast. And where are you as the feral mob scream bloody murder against an interracial couple as tourists avoid the city because they know it will happen to them as taxpayers avoid the city because they don't want to deal with it. Where are you? You're on the Chicago way podcast with Corey Brooks, me and Jeff Carlin on WGN plus. So this is a guy who lives high on the hog and he has this Tammany hall style attitude to power and um, it is, it's the Chicago way, absolutely. Look, the, the, the Chicago way is a deep cultural phenomenon. It's the Chicago way. The Chicago way, that's the focus. In a tower by the river, there lived a man. There was a man who took a stand with pen and paper in his hand. Defeating foes in every ward with a pen more mighty than the sword. No escape from his ink lasso in a tower by the river. Castle. Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. And here we are, as, uh, as promised. So excited to have Pastor Corey Brooks as our guest, especially today of all days, because if you've been watching the news, you've seen that uh, chaos reigns, lawlessness is going crazy, gets promoted by uh, Brandon Johnson, the mayor-elect, who doesn't want to offend, he doesn't want to offend the sensibilities of the wilders or wildingers or whatever we call them look demonizing children is wrong these kids that uh basically took over downtown and stomped people when they got in their way and uh, my caregiver renee who loves pastor brooks she said to make sure to ask the pastor the two things why aren't why aren't politicians holding the parents responsible and what about denying parents of habitual offenders of denying them uh welfare or let's put it this way government assistance or whatever you want to call it get real put some teeth into this thing what say you pastor well you know as it relates to the violence that uh and the chaos that was going on in chicago is very unfortunate especially since our city is such a beautiful city and we have the potential to be one of the best cities in the world and seeing the destruction and the chaos, you know, is very disheartening, especially when you understand that um, these young people were doing acts that no, no person, no young person, no adult, no one should be participating in and to see a couple uh, have to experience the violence to the degree that they did is, is very uh, disheartening. And Pastor, have you you know, you've seen a lot of the the reactions from uh, all sorts of people from the media and mayor herself and mayor elect? Do you feel like if this is rinse and repeat from years past? You know, maybe five, six, seven years past, or, or have you seen a trend line in how we 
as a city respond to these types of situations where it seems like kids have nothing better to do and they're out doing some, like you said, something that nobody should be doing, but they keep doing it. So do, have you seen the trend line or are people reacting any differently these days? Absolutely. We're definitely on a downward spiral. And I think anytime that you allow individuals, be it young people or adults or seniors um, to do any type of those actions and not be held accountable, you're going to continue to see it to, to, to grow. And I, I, I used, I said all the time that um, when we were dealing with a lot of the violence and the chaos on just the South side and West side of Chicago, that it's imperative for us to do something about it. Because if you don't, it, it's like cancer, it's going to spread. And that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing this cancer of violence, this cancer of chaos, this cancer of uh, no accountability, this cancer of a non-parental involvement, um, spreading to places like Magnificent Mile and, and the Gold Coast. And uh, that is uh, un- so unfortunate. For years that I've been following Pastor Corey Brooks, he's been warning Chicago and the country about the same phenomenon he's talking about now, that it's a spiral, that it's going getting out of control, that parents are not parenting, that fathers are absent. That's why he's spent all this time on the rooftop on the south side trying to raise money so he could build a community center to provide what I think is uh, commendable. But you want to be the parent of the children, of all these children? I don't know You if you want to be the parent, but somebody's got to do something. And Pastor Brooks understands and has identified the problem, lack of fathers. Lack of interest. Am I? Do I have that all wrong? Pastor? No, you're 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 right. You know, someone has to say, "Hey, listen, we're dealing with a major issue in our neighborhood alone. Eighty percent of the households are single parent households. Therein lies a lot of problems. In our neighborhood, our local school, there's a four percent reading proficiency, a six percent math proficiency. Lots of problems." We're also experiencing businesses leaving every single day, uh, like Walmart. So that means less jobs, the economic base, the tax base is continuing to go up. And so we're having all of these issues. And um, there has to be organizations like ours and people like me who step up and say, hey, we can't wait for government to come in and save the day. We got to roll up our sleeves. We're going to have to mentor some of these children. We're going to have to provide vehicles of opportunities for individuals who feel like they're shut out for whatever reason and show them that there is an American way. There's a better way and that uh, that they can achieve it if they if they put their hearts and their minds to it. And that there are people who have come alongside who want to help them as well. But, uh, Pastor, I don't want to sound like a a Nancy negative, but listen, the the mayor of Chicago, the mayor elect of Chicago, comes out on the on the day after the riots or whatever we want to call them unrest people being hurt tourists and other suburbanites and and uh, basically taxpayers say being told to get out run if you can run because we're coming to destroy you and uh and then he says he doesn't want to offend the sensibilities of the poor youths I find that really hard to believe, and I find that uh, hard to get behind. Like, you're not going to get me to jump in that foxhole to help you out 
I'd rather sit back and pray that maybe another person like a, a, a reincarnated Malcolm X might come up, come by and take a stick and basically knock all your heads together. Look, demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. They do. And so we have to make sure that we are investing to make sure that young people know that they are supported. And we also have to make sure that police officers who put their lives on the line have the resources that they need. You know, when when you have leadership, everything rises and falls on leadership. Yeah, Um, I believe that wholeheartedly. And when you have leaders saying that they don't want to demonize youth for activity (laughs) that they're participating in, that's not uh, a good look. Uh, I, I tell people that you're not demonizing youth um, by allowing them to get away uh, with these type of acts that what you are doing is actually making them into demons uh, without accountability, without having to answer and know that there are consequences. And so we have to teach our kids that when you have these type of actions and do these type of things, that 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 there is a level of accountability and that there must be consequences behind people's actions. Do people deserve second chances? Absolutely. Do people mess up? Absolutely. But that does not negate the fact that there has to be accountability even when you mess up. I was watching uh, a movie about Saul of Tarsus and uh, even even Jesus demanded accountability. But I don't see I don't see the left wing communist Democrats, the the Tony Preckwinkle bunch and uh, all those people I don't see them demanding accountability. I see them just telling us, telling the rest of the taxpayers, and I'm not one of them now, I left, telling the rest of them, pay up, shut up, get off the corner, because we're in charge. And that's all they, That's all they're about. Yeah. You know, when it comes to those type of things, it's our city has to do a better job at making sure that we we keep people safe, that we're inviting people to be a part of our city. It, it's very uh, unfortunate that people like yourself and other business people uh, have had to leave because of the violence and the chaos. We're never going to make it as a city and we're never going to make it as a, a, a group if we continue to allow certain behaviors um, to, to, to go forth. I don't know about anyone else, but I don't want to be like a Portland. I don't want to be uh, like some of these other places on the West that are experiencing these type of, you know, liberal behaviors and city is just going to, you know, to waste. I I think Chicago has the potential to be a much better city, but it's going to take a different direction for sure. Uh, Pastor, one of the things that everyone always talks about the health of the city is a, is a prof, prospering and growing middle class, specifically, you know, black middle class in Chicago, historically, well, they've left, right. There's, there's a, obviously an exodus there. Where do we begin to rebuild that? I mean, what's, what's, what's step one there? Because everybody talks about good game, but I don't really see anybody just saying, well, this is, if we start here and then we take the next step and then we take the next step, you know, we might find a solution to, stamping out some of the issues that are causing the stuff, like you're saying, like the the dissolution of a family union. Where do we start? It starts with, uh, like I said, with leadership. But secondly, it starts with having a clear vision. I think as it relates to 
the direction that we need to go, that there's not a real clear vision. And so it's hard to form, formalize a strategy around uh, around something when there's no clear vision. So we got to get a clear vision for the direction that we want things to go. And then we got to galvanize everyone around that vision and have everyone to move forward on it. Uh, and I think what's going on in Chicago is that we have this division and, and, and it's causing so much chaos and confusion. Uh, and, and I think the, 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 the left is doing a masterful job at making sure that their agenda gets pushed. And I think that conservatives like myself and John and others, we're going to have to continue to stand up and have our voices be heard and not just have our voices be heard, but to, 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 to roll up our sleeves and, and get into action. That's the reason why I also think that education is such an important part. And uh, we have to get these kids educated so that they can become critical thinkers. No one is thinking now. And, and it's hard to be a thinker when you're not even a reader. So we can't, we can't even say in order to think you've got to use the uh, exact words to describe the situation. Yes. We can't even use those words. For example, exactly. I was looking at a video couple of years ago, and it was of young men alone in uh, Chicago, alone in their apartments, houses, and they all had guns, and they were all pointing guns at the camera sideways, like uh, like they think gangsters, you know, apparently they do. Gangsters hold guns, sideways shooters. And uh, when I saw that, and they, were, they, they thought it was so cool to do and hold these weapons of murder, the guns of the hand, that I realized what they were. They didn't have parents. They had grown up wild. They had grown up feral, F-E-R-A-L. And when I used that in a column, oh, my God, you'd think I was Eric Zorn demanding that that the police officer who shot Adam Toledo be fired or exonerated. And he should have shot the kid. These people, these kids are feral. That's what they are, Pastor. They're feral. Yeah. They grew up wild, without without love, without direction, without a father showing them how to shine their shoes, show up for church, to stand, stay all day at church. Yeah, I, I know you'd rather watch the NBA. I would too. You'd rather watch, you know, sports on TV. But stay in church and listen to the story of Saul of Tarsus and the rest of the Bible. Right. Yeah, I agree 100 percent that we're living in a day and a time where political correctness has basically ruined everything, especially uh, in the media. You no longer can report, uh, like you said, and use certain words without uh, getting uh, harassed or humiliated or talked about by the extreme left. And I think somehow, some way we got to continue though, to keep fighting, to bring balance to this narrative so that we have a proper place in uh, society and in America. And I think if we don't continue to fight back, that's the reason why I like this podcast. And I want to thank you for having me on because Thanks, we have to get our voice out there. We have to be heard. If we're going to, if we're going to bring some balance back to a, a society that at this time that has gone off the track. It really has. I mean, we're the stuff we're, we're somehow making uh, you know, violence and mob action, 
and reclassifying is it as a political act by our actual leaders in, in politics. I mean, it's we're, it's upside down times, Esther. I mean, I, I don't know where we start, but what's what's your take? You know, obviously we're the cities in transition. Have you had any conversations with uh, Mayor-elect Johnson and this, his group yet? I mean, I know it's a little early goings, but yes, yeah. no, I no, I haven't had any conversations as of yet, and you know. To be honest, it probably would be very difficult to get those meetings. I'm, I'm hoping and praying that people will look at our, our volume of work that we do and not look at the fact that I'm a conservative. Right. I know a lot of times in the city of Chicago, uh, my conservatism and people looking at my conservatism keeps people um, sure. politically tied from doing things that they should do. Untouchable, right? <laughs> yeah, untouchable. He's he's a leper, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. But 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 yet I press on. Yet I keep fighting, and and we're going to continue to to do great things to help the children in our community because we 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 got to look beyond uh, my conservatism and help the people who are in need. And Pastor, for for those who aren't uh, in the know. Uh, give them give the elevator pitch on Project Hood and, and where they can find out. Yeah, more. absolutely. You can go to projecthood.org, projecthood.org, and find out all the wonderful things that we're doing, all the programs that we have to be a blessing to people. We're currently building a $35 million uh, Robert R. McCormick Leadership and Economic Opportunity Center, and we would love for people to support that work. Uh, the sooner we get this building up, the more people will be able to help and assist. That's great, Pastor. So where do people go again? Let's repeat it. So yeah. Pro- Project Hood, projecthood.org. That's H-O-O-D.org. Projecthood.org is where people can go to find out about all the wonderful work that we're doing and how to contribute to our cause. Yeah, I got to tell you, every time my dad hears you talking about it, he's always, he just pulls his hair out. He's like, <laughs> I don't know why not everybody else, they're giving all their money to this guy. He's just. He's got the uh, the right idea, and he, he knows what he's doing. So Thank you. I appreciate it. I had to get that in. Well, we've got uh, Renee from my side and uh, your d- dad on on, uh, on your side uh, in support. So, yeah, that's a start, too. You know, we're, we're starting with two people. <laughs> Absolutely. Grow. You know, you know right. Pastor, one thing uh, I'd like to offer is uh, – if you ever want to write for John Cass News and write about Project Hood and what you'd like to accomplish, feel free. You know where to reach me. And uh, I'd like to, to present you with uh, 800, 900 words to, to give to whoever you want. Okay, absolutely. Thank you so much. You know, I, I, I love to write, and it'll be a privilege to write uh, for John Cass. And so... I'll be a little scared. I'm going to admit that, you know, he's, he's a good editor. He's a soft yeah, he's editor. A great writer, sure. We've got Steve. We got I'll, Steve. I'll try it. I'll give it a stab. <laughs> Steve Huntley just wrote a beautiful piece on, uh, he, he channeled H.L. Mencken. Wow. The idea is, uh, did Chicago voters get the government they want and deserve true, full and hard? Did they get it? They get it the the way they wanted it because I think they did. That you know you can sing me international, I won't, but you, but others may, and uh, and I could see uh, Lenin marching with uh, with Mayor Mayor Brandy Mayor Johnson elect, yeah. because they both have the glasses and the little chin beard. <laughs> and both, and one's black, one's white, but they both 
would make good salt and pepper shakers or something. You know, they're just. I, I'm sorry. I'm 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 not going to take people like this seriously anymore, Jeff and Pastor. They you, we need to use our humor and uh, deflate them, maybe with a pinprick. You know, because <laughs> otherwise, hot hot air gets too hot and. and it, Ruins the uh, ruins the baking, right, Jeff? Yeah, it sure does. Pies, right? It does. It sure does. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Brooks, thanks so much. I really appreciate we taking up some of your time here today, and uh, we awesome. love to get you back on. It's been fun, and anytime you need, uh, you're looking to promote some of your good wares. Let us know, and we'll help do what we can. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and it's been a pleasure. And uh, I'm always available. And again. Um, John, I, I thank you and I applaud you. Love you, man. Always been a big fan. You know that. So thank you so much. Thank you, sir. So for Pastor Corey Brooks and his Project Hood, and just go to the website he talks about, projecthood.org, and find all about how you can help out. Because the city of Chicago needs a little helping hand, especially now with, the, with uh, the leftist Democrats destroying it. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit back and I've left, but I'm not going to sit back and, and applaud. And for Jeff Carlin, executive producer, WGN Radio, my friend, master of pies, friend of cats, and me, John Cass, editor-in-chief, of johncastnews.com and of course co-host on this program the chicago way and we'll see you again next time on another edition of the chicago way podcast on wgn plus